This week on Let's Talk About It, we're going to talk about the Netflix original musical, Jingle Jangle. We're going to talk about some of our favorite parts of the movie, things we didn't like so much, and just our general feelings about holiday movies. We're also going to talk about some of our favorites in this holiday season. That's right. It's a holiday-themed episode of Let's Talk About It. So you're here. You joined us. Let's talk about it. Well, hello there. Good morning. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Let's Talk About It. I'm Malcolm. I'm Micah. How are you feeling on this wonderful evening, my love? Oh, you know, disoriented, tired. Are, those aren't the same thing? No. Those aren't normal things? <laughs> I thought that was just like part of being an adult. More importantly, how are you? I'm doing all right. I'm tired as well. Nice. It's been a, uh, a workful week. No, full of work, full of work, the life of a creative entrepreneur, business owner, whatever is never ends. Just find little moments of respite where you can find them. You can just try to be uncreative, right? Yeah, I've been quite good at that over the last couple of weeks. (laughs) It's really helpful. It's really. You can't be uncreative. It's a part of you. It's very possible. It's very possible. When I'm stressed. Oh, yeah, not, I don't feel very creative when I'm stressed. Yeah, that's true. But I still think you're awesome. Oh, thank you. I think you're awesome-er. <laughs> or awesomest. Mm-mm. So, so the competition can end with me. Thank oh, you. there we go. I win. I'm a winner. <laughs> um, hey, guys. I don't know if you guys are still listening. <laughs> <laughs> if you are, thank you for sticking, <laughs> sticking yes, with sticking us. with us as we check in on each other today. Um, Holiday-themed episode today. Yeah. Bamboo- We're doing it. Bamboozled my life into doing a holiday themed episode. You did, it's, didn't you? It's been good stuff. It's been good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's just jump right in. Jingle, Why don't we? Jingle Jangle. Jingle Netflix Jangle and things. Musical Sensation. Song Sation. Song Sation. <laughs> <laughs> um, do we want to do that whole awkward thing where we tell what the movie's about before we talk about it? You know, I think I have derailed. That task enough on this podcast. So if better, we do it, I'm not gonna join. <laughs> <laughs> so long story short, Jingle Jangle, starring Forrest Whitaker um, and a bunch of other people you don't know. Uh, Keegan Michael Key is in it, um, and the formidable, beautiful. Yeah. She's not. I mean, she's in it for like. Whoa. She's in it for like four minutes. Whoa. Combined. Cool it. She was amazing. Alicia Rashad was amazing. For she's all the, 30 seconds. She's in there for 37 seconds. <laughs> That's it's all we really, needed. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's about this inventor named Geronicus. Geronicus Jangle. Mm-hmm. Um, the greatest inventor in all the land. He is. The creative's creative, if you if you will. If you will. Um, he just, you know, has this way of creating these all these gadgets. And um, so. <laughs> so he has a shop called Jingle Jangle and Things. Jangle and Things. Which we affectionately call Jangle and Things. <laughs> Jangle and Things. Um 
And he has an apprentice named mm, Gustafson. Gu- yep. Not able to pronounce that very well. Mm-hmm. And the way it begins is Geronicus receives some mysterious substance in the mail that he's apparently been waiting for for his entire life. Mm-hmm. And when he receives it, of course, because it's a musical, he breaks out in a song. But mm, can I call him Little G? Gustafson? Go- I cannot pronounce We could him. just, I think we could fast forward through a lot of the, the minute details. So No, but I think that's important. Okay, because what had, what had happened was, okay. is Gustafson was trying to get uh, Geronicus' attention. Mm-hmm. Um, to ch- help him fix one of his inventions, mm-hmm. Gustafson's inventions. Mm-hmm. But Geronicus was so excited about this um, delivery that he overlooked Gustafson and Gustafson got upset and stole Geronicus's most important invention and ran away. And, and all of his, his and all book of, his, of inventions yeah, as well. All of his blueprints, he took those with him too. Mm-hmm. And so the story continues with Gustafson just like becoming this millionaire off of Geronicus's replace supplanting him as the greatest inventor there yes. is. He was dethroned. Four times inventor of the year. No, twenty eight times. Oh, was it twenty eight times? <laughs> well, I thought it was just four. I remember that scene, he's just like he's just like inventor of the year, inventor, inventor of, of the year. year, inventor of the year, inventor of the year. <laughs> it was there were a lot of plaques on that wall. Um, and all the while, all while Gustafson is becoming this famous fraudulent inventor, Geronicus is back at his shop, which is now a pawn shop instead he's of lost the gift. He's lost it. And it, we find out that what he's lost is the ability to believe. Yes. And along the way, he also, um, they unclear how, I guess, gave away his daughter. So... So, okay, <laughs> I think we need to talk about this, right? It's not fully clear, but I th- I guess his wife dies. His wife dies. His mm-hmm. wife dies. That's 100% sure. And the narrator explains that Geronicus becomes pretty emotionally absent mm-hmm. and eventually tells his daughter to that she'll be better off without him. Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming she's of age by now, I'm hoping, but she we don't really know. She small still. Yeah, she did look rather young. Um, but as we will discuss, when you go through something like having someone steal all of your precious inventions and your life's work, mm-hmm. parenting can become a little difficult after mm, that. Yes. So that is the mashup of a summary for you all to get us started. Well, we can quickly get to the end. Um, you know, he's lost the belief, but his mm. granddaughter comes to visit him upon, I guess, upon his request. They're, it's really weird. That- no, what happens is his granddaughter, we find out. Oh, spoiler alerts, by the way. Um, yes. <laughs> there Every will t- always be spoilers. If we're doing a review, there's going to be spoilers. So We find out that the granddaughter, who is Journey, pretends to write a letter mm-hmm. to Geronicus mm. from her mother. I thought he actually did write a letter. No, remember, he never actually sent any of his. And Journey admits that the letter that he received from his daughter was actually from Journey. Because she really, really wanted to visit Jangle and things. (laughs) That's not the real name of it, is it? I know, I I can't remember. (laughs) Well, I made up Jangle and things. (laughs) So... By all means, please go watch the movie because this summary is not sufficient. No. So long story short, he regains the belief by hanging out with his daughter. 
Wait, his granddaughter. His granddaughter, excuse me, takes down Gustafson and regains all that he lost. Which is, I guess, just his ability to believe, believe. in himself? Question mark? Yes. Yeah. Cue the Whitney Houston and Mariah Carey. I mean, you, you, you can't help but to hear it in your you head. Can't. You can't. So. Let's start with the good. <laughs> the music. Oh, the music yes. was amazing. The music was amazing. Yeah. Um, the, I, yeah the, I don't even know. The writing, yeah. the lyrics. And, and musically. Musically, yeah. Especially, you, you could hear the. The black influence, yes. you know. If, for, for those of you that don't know, this is by a black writer, predominantly black cast. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was very for you could, us. You could feel the gospel. You could feel the soul in it. You can feel the Michael Jackson. Everything. It was wonderful. The <laughs> bass. You could feel the bass. You could. Um. Yeah. So you know, and just you know, we're not huge musical people. We have a couple that we like. Um, Literally, just a couple. Just a couple. <laughs> <laughs> the um, greatest. The Greatest Showman, yes, and Hamilton, and Hamilton. That's yeah. it. That's it. So it was already a a commitment. We for tried us to, to watch. We this. tried to watch the new cats, <laughs> and we could not finish it. Mm-mm. And we will not be doing a review of it. But here's here's how it went in. Don't go see that. It's really bad. I mean, luckily, that's what like three years. How old is that now? It's not. Even, it's barely a year, if that. The new cats. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Watching old. it made it feel like it yeah, was no, it just so happened. Long. That travesty just happened. Yikes! Yeah. Yes, okay. Mm-hmm. Let's get let's get back. Focus, focus. Yes. So focus. the music was amazing. The choreography yes. was amazing. Yes. And again, the reasons that we're giving for why it was amazing is because it was an ode to the culture in every yes. way. You could see, you could see the um, African choreography. Yeah. You could also see some odes to like. You know, hip hop, getting happy in church. Mm -hmm. Right. So it just really the movements of that, the extras and the dancers were just like people of colors movement. Even the white ones, they had them out there getting it, too. They did. Y'all can learn these steps. if Y'all can do this. (laughs) Go easy on (laughs) y'all. But I mean, what I appreciated was, you know, this wasn't one of those movies where. You know, you sprinkle in a few black people mm-hmm. and you know it's a white story. Yeah. Like, this was a black story and you sprinkled in some yeah, white people. Absolutely. And we need that, yeah. you know? Um, representation matters. Representation. We need our we need our kids to see themselves, mm-hmm. you know, in the cinema and whatnots. So we got music, choreography, the, oh, the wardrobe. The wardrobe, yes. Oh, my goodness. Yes. So you could see their commitment to... Um, just visually mm-hmm. hearkening back to African, you know, just um, like the prints, the very vibrant colors. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it was an ode to like old, to, to older Christmas movies, like A Christmas Story, but more, a little bit more modernized. And obviously say, with yeah. the, with the brilliance of color and fabric right. and things that they, fabric choices they made. Um, it's an ode to that stylistically, but. Like I, I don't know how else to describe it, but when you're watching the scenes, it reminds me a little bit of when when you go to like Disney World and you like go through Harry Potter World. Like, oh yeah, it absolutely. Looks, it looks like very authentic and real. And then you add to that the people, the way they styled them. Whoever did the the styling and the wardrobe in this movie deserves an award. They do. But I I think I think what I'm getting at, and I agree with you, mm-hmm. is, and I'm thinking particularly of the scene where. 
Jessica, Jeronicus's mm-hmm. daughter, mm-hmm. is heading back to Jeronicus's shop, and there's that big dance number. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could see the dancers, they're like, um, like the women's slips, like under their dresses, were mm-hmm. all African garb. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that, for me, it was just very, visually, it was, it was almost as if the director in the, you know, um, set designers were like, yeah, this is this is an ode to those old timey Christmas movies. However, mm-hmm. we're gonna make sure we sprinkle in right. some of us as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that was a very subtle, creative, um, but meaningful way to say this this is still black. Yeah. Um so yeah, just very intentional as far as the wardrobe goes. Mm-hmm. Um so music, choreography, the wardrobe. What else? What else is good? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I. So the I mean, the acting was cute. You mm-hmm. you couldn't help but what was what was the main actress's name? Is it Madeline? Madeline Mills, who mm-hmm. played Journey. Mm-hmm. My goodness. Mm-hmm. She acted her face off and she could sing. Mm hmm. And she could dance, mm-hmm. so very captivating main character. I had I had no trouble, just like falling in love with her character and rooting for her the whole way through. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, for the most part, the movie is done with outside of Forrest Whitaker, uh, Keegan Michael Key, who people know from um, Key and Peele, mm-hmm. um, and I'm, I'm blanking. I think Mad TV. They did Mad. He did Mad TV too. Did, did he? Uh, they they were both on Mad TV, and then the. They, that's right and yeah. they got their show mm-hmm. um and he's been in a bunch of other stuff too um other than that and and then of course felicia rashad for the 37 seconds she's in the movie indeed it's pretty much actors you don't know um yeah. so that's always a gamble you don't know what what you're gonna get mm-hmm. from those experiences but for a holiday movie i thought the acting was pretty good i mean you don't it's not you know we, we talked about this during our tyler perry episode it's not high art it's not you know it's a happy holiday movie. It yeah. is. So you're at least my expectations were different, and, yeah. and a musical even is different because it's the music is what really adds a lot to the story. And it's, I mean, it's quite obviously for for kids. That's for families. Mm-hmm. For fam- right. Mm-hmm. And so the writing is meant to be broad enough to mm-hmm. resonate with children. Yeah. And then you know you've got some um, some characters like Miss Johnston mm-hmm. who. <laughs> Straddle the edge. Straddle the edge of comfort. It's like when you're watching like <laughs> like like just before like the Family Guy era where you had a bunch of these like adult cartoons mm. when you would put on a cartoon thinking, Oh, it's a cartoon, and you're like, Oh, this is not for kids. Yeah, it takes a really hard left yes. turn. And like so like Miss Johnson's character like just goes like she's just teetering. Like I don't kids know. kids probably didn't get it, but adults are like, oh, okay. <laughs> I mean her opening her opening song. Um, I mean, like, don't get me wrong. First of all, her outfits, mm-hmm. she can slide all of those into my closet <laughs> because those were cute. Okay. And I mean, she was fun. Mm-hmm. So it's not, I mean, her acting was on point. Yeah. She was obviously there for comedic relief. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's not even about that. But like, she was pretty much throwing herself mm-hmm. at. She absolutely <laughs> at was. She absolutely was. I'm sorry. She called him Jerry. Mm-hmm. 
And he all he wanted was to be called his name the whole movie. <laughs> but he needed a nickname pretty badly. He did. Geronicus is um It's a lot to say. It's a lot to say. Geronicus Jangle, really? You gonna make me say all that? Yes, you, yes they are. <laughs> and they Ed, did. Edison had it right. Professor. Professor Professor. <laughs> professor. <laughs> so yeah, there I mean, you know, that that captures um you know, from Edison's character, who's clearly like, this is the best friend that all little kids want to mm-hmm, have, mm-hmm. to Mitch Johnston, who resonates with <laughs> all adults who have had their eyes on their, like, mm-hmm. their person, and they're yeah. just waiting for them <laughs> to fall in love with them, too. But she was about to go get her man. She made that very clear. Yes, so. she, she made several attempts to, to get her man. <laughs> she was fun. <laughs> um. So, yeah, so so the acting was good. And I would even say, okay, remind me who wrote it. Talbert? David Talbert. David Talbert. So you you actually clued me in on, I missed the Talbert era, which mm-hmm. I you explained was kind of, was it contemporary it's, with uh, Perry? It's hard to tell because when Tyler Perry came out, it was like everything, it just seemed like everything was Tyler Perry. Yeah. But I think David, he existed in that, maybe even a maybe precedes that's what i was thinking. a little bit i mean yeah. if you don't know david talbert is also known for the stage plays that he did mm-hmm. and a lot of them you would see like on bet sunday afternoons after church mm-hmm. you come home and if bet was on from when you were watching bobby jones in the morning it was probably either baby boy or david talbert <laughs> plays on the television when you got home i am so upset with how accurate that is <laughs> That's like most of my teenage years, <laughs> yes. just baby boy. Yes. And you come home and you're like, why is this on the television? Oh, we were watching Bobby Jones in video gospel before we left the yep, house. There it is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I will, I will say this. Not a huge fan of David Talbot Place. Mm-mm. Never was a fan of David Talbot Place. Saw no. a couple on accident at somebody else's house because their, their TV was just on BET from earlier in the day. Not a huge fan. This is a step up from that. It is. It is a clear step up. From I that. was pl- I was pleasantly, you know, and I had to keep reminding myself this is a family it's movie. It's a family holiday movie. <laughs> so I was like, okay, we keeping it light and bright. Right. But here's a, here's a, here's the unwritten thing you have to know about holiday, particularly holiday movies, okay, family movies. But let's get even narrower with uh-huh. holiday movies. They're going to be corny. There's going to be corn in everything. Mm, I would argue. And we will get to this later on. There's one movie in particular. Okay, we will get to this that later. That is fully absent of corn. Whatever. But <laughs> there's going to be corn. There's going to be not a whole not a whole bunch of depth. Yeah, it's, very little substance. You watch it one time a year, maybe twice. Come back to it the next year. you got to be able to digest it easily. I mean, except for Christmas Carol, too, I'd say. Was. Hmm? The original Christmas Carol? Yeah. I mean, it was dark. It, well, yes, that uh-huh. was that was a little dark. Yes. That was a little dark. Yes, but other than those two, yes, yes. I, I agree. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, the the bar has to be different for a holiday yeah. movie because they're trying they're trying to pack wholesome family fun stuff and holiday stuff. And depending on your audience, maybe it's religious, maybe it's not, maybe it's not. So we got to like make this all so it hits all demographics mm-hmm. everybody will be happy kids will have something to laugh about and sing after it's over <laughs> and, but at the end of it they'll understand that christmas is not about the presents it's, it's about, about your heart it's about your no it's about mm, 
it can be about several things. It can yes. be about hope, belief, belief, faith, family, your heart, your heart. You know, something, the something things bright. that really matter. The things that really matter. Yes, not the presence under the tree. So that's what you have to go into these movies understanding. It's not going to be the Godfather of Christmas. Like it's just not going to be that. <laughs> <laughs> noted and i appreciated you reminding me of that mm-hmm. otherwise i think i would have been too hard on the movie that's true so here's what i will say Tabra dropped in some nuggets okay so let's just let's go you over did. some of there's these some nuggets real there's quick. some things so there's some jangles and things there's some jangles and things <laughs> um so what i appreciated is um that it wasn't just so of course at the end the act of believing mm-hmm. is what gave Geronicus back his power to invent things mm-hmm. right but I think there was a very noticeable commentary on how important healing his family was mm-hmm. yeah. to being able to believe again um, and so it wasn't like he went up to his you know attic one day and mm-hmm. clicked his heels three times and was like I believe but you had this hour of a journey where he reunited with his his granddaughter mm-hmm. or I guess met his granddaughter for the first time, mm-hmm. learned how to love her and affirm her, mm-hmm. reunited with his daughter, said, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, which was a very impactful moment. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of like black adult children were sitting there like just I've been waiting for my dad <laughs> to say I'm sorry for my whole life, uh-huh. you know, so. He goes through that and then he was able to believe. So I thought, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, okay, I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. I'll give him that. Yeah. And then, you know, the, you know, we, we talked about it when we were watching the movie. I think we might have taken a break to like do a bathroom break the first time we watched it um, with some friends of ours. And you're talking about this better not end with him just believing <laughs> and everything is fine. And, and I would say that that's not the only thing that happened. I think that's there true. was a strong correlation between believing, but also doing work he had yeah. he still had to do his calculations he still he, he still no matter you know what he needed to do to invent things there was still the work that he needed to do to it get was. it done it wasn't just i can do it because i want because i put in my mind i know i can mm-hmm. no i actually gotta like write this out and and get the formula and get these pieces get the right ingredients and make it <laughs> and then believe and then it will happen <laughs> which which i think is a very refreshing mm-hmm. um acknowledgement of something that's important to the culture of people of color Mm -hmm. right like we know that it's not just believing that you're entitled to something and then you get it faith without works is dead faith Faith without works like Mm -hmm. we know that right and i appreciated that that was in in the movie and i think there was even a point in the beginning where shortly after gustafson stole geronicus's inventions that the narrator was like you know, Geronicus felt something was missing, but he kept working. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, like that's, yeah, that's something I want, I want my future kids to, mm-hmm. you know, hear in some movies, right? Mm-hmm. So there was that. I think, too, um, I appreciated Talbert's acknowledgement of what trauma can do mm-hmm. to someone's creativity, mm-hmm. to someone's ability to love. Yeah. Like, so, so just to, to, Backtrack a little. Backtrack a little bit about the story. So he loses all of his inventions, his main ingredient, all of this stuff. Um, but his family is still with him. But then his wife gets sick and dies not long mm-hmm. after that. So not only does he lose the ability to create, he loses his wife in the process. Yeah. Um, so he's grieving the loss, the, you know, 
potential loss of his business, mm-hmm. the loss of his, you know, means of income, and then he loses his partner. Yeah. Um, so that is where the compound trauma it's a lot that you're trauma. talking about comes in. So continue. Sorry. Yeah. And so, I mean, you can't help but to feel for Geronicus, mm-hmm. right? Like he, he ends up as this recluse of a man who's just, you know, just trying to make a living after all this trauma. Mm-hmm. And he becomes blinded to what love feels like and what it feels like to love people back, mm-hmm. you know, to the point of pushing his daughter effectively out of his life. Yeah. And so I think it was a very um, empathetic treatment of... Yeah. Like, this is what trauma does. And we see it in real life. And it's okay to just acknowledge that folks go through a lot of stuff and they end up, you know, having some seemingly permanent damage. Mm -hmm. However, right, there's the big pivot that when your family comes around you and they Mm -hmm. and they love you and they believe in you. And this could be created family or biological family. Mm -hmm. Right. So I thought that was a very. I don't know. I just enjoyed seeing that message in a movie. Yeah. It added some complexity alongside of all the holiday brightness. Yeah, I think you look at like Edison's character in the movie. Oh, Edison. Um, he's he is um I guess uh Geronicus's apprentice after everything has kind of fallen apart mm-hmm. and it's, the store is now a pawn shop. He still sees him as that inventor even though he hasn't invented anything. Mm. Mm, that'll preach. Yikes. Um he sees and he still sees the pawn shop, what is now a pawn shop, as that toy store, that mm-hmm. imaginative, wonderful place it was in its heyday. Um, you know, Mrs. Johnston still sees the best in Geronicus, even wow. though Geronicus doesn't see it. Wow. Um, and then even when Journey visits her grandfather, she's like, I came because I wanted to see this place that my mom had talked about. And she still believed, even though she's coming at it at, 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 at its lowest point. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, you know, to reinforce what you were talking about, that's, that's important for any of us that even when we can't believe to be surrounded by people who do believe so that when you finally get to the point that you can believe again, mm. Mm. I'm, I'm sorry, this is doing something to me. <laughs> <laughs> you got to surround yourself with the right people. You know, if you hang out with losers, oh, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa. <laughs> See, now we gotta stop and explain the reference. No, we don't. Yes, we do. No, well, you know. Okay, y'all. That, that's that's an ode to a, a radio show commercial <laughs> in Columbus, Ohio. We not we not we not trying to tell folks yeah. not to hang out with folks. Yeah. But this, I, what I will say is, just trying to um, acknowledge the very cultural. Um, texture of this movie Mm -hmm. that is a very Mm anti-individualism message right this idea that you don't just you don't just create this narrative of yourself out of thin air and you know embark on a manifest destiny Mm -hmm. (laughs) of entitlement it's this message that you need people to affirm you Mm -hmm. especially when you've been through a lot you know people say to you like i know you're going through a hard time but we're a community we're a family and we see the best in you even when you don't and again i would love for my future kids to see that in a movie right (laughs) right so i don't know like kind of like we said earlier talbert had you know he's had a history that you know, we we don't find ourselves going to seek out his older stuff, but I will say that this was a really this was a really nice like 
reinvention of mm-hmm. of his work. So this is what this is what I will say. <laughs> uh oh. Everything was good until it just got a little too. There's just some some loose ends at the end that we I did not like. Well, you had to tie everything up without you tying did. everything Here's, up. So there's at the end of the movie. <laughs> Felicia Rashad. She's so she's reading. Felicia Rashad is reading this story to her, her to her. What we assume are grandkids. We had to draw out the family tree yes. to figure out. Who yes, were. Um, and it, she reveals that she is Journey, Journey. the Geronicus's granddaughter. Mm-hmm. And, but what she does is show the kids her her hair, which is in the same hairstyle that Journey wore throughout but, the movie, but under her locks. Under her locks, for one, mm-hmm. two. And then the kids look at the hairstyle and go, oh, my gosh, Grandma, your journey. But they've never seen the they've hairstyle. Seen they weren't even a twinkle. They in. weren't even. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't when I, I we watched it again today. I was like, I don't understand what that is supposed to signify. No. But it's for families. It is for families. And kids are not going to turn to their parents. But I think. And say- I think it could have been great without like we didn't need yeah, that extra. It could have been if she just sat there and looked at them, or or broke in the fourth wall and looked at the camera and yeah. winked at us, or you know did the did a little calculation in the air or something. To, <laughs> she would have like then we could have had that same moment, right. but way more sense making. Yeah, sense making. <laughs> yeah. Them kids don't know how you wore your hair back in the day. They don't. They've never seen it. They, I don't even know if during the course of her telling the story, if she paused and said, you know, it's Here's really how important. Here's wore her know. hair. It's very important. <laughs> it's very important. She did these blue ribbons and beads. With, with gold beads. Yeah. No. So, yeah, there was that inconsistency. Or would that be an inconsistency? Yeah. I don't know it if it's just, inconsistency. It's just not. Yeah. It's, it's not well. It's not well done. Yeah. Um, so the other thing that I will say is there was this absolutely adorable moment mm-hmm. between Edison and Journey. Oh, gosh. Okay, no, I I need to talk about this with oh, people. Yeah. And it was adorable because after all of the trauma of, <laughs> of running away from Gustafson, Journey and Edison return to Jangle and Things, and um. Edison's mom is calling him, so he has to leave. So he runs off. But then he comes back and he says to Journey, I really, really like you. Okay, bye. And it was adorable. And everyone knows that when that happens, when the fast forward comes, then that means that they got married in the future. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, like we all know this. And Talbert didn't give us that. We didn't need that. Felicia Rashad wasn't at the house with Edison. I was expecting Edison to come out with like a plate of cookies and First say, of all, "She's a strong black woman. She's being like her mom was, who was a single mother out here doing it by herself. Teaching classes. She ain't got. She's working at Jangle and Things Industrial Corporation. She ain't got time to be having no man. Okay. Edison need to go to work. You're right. It's the, that's my fault. <laughs> I needed to just put my hopes away. My bad. <laughs> I needed that. Okay, that was yeah, an adorable I get moment. I get you. They did not. They did not pay that off in they any didn't. way. It was just. I just like How you. How you gonna feed me the appetizer? You ain't bring out the main course. That's true. That's true. So that that was that was my thing. Yeah. But overall, yeah, I would definitely. There, recommend there are some lines that we should. I can't remember. There's one ooh, when they when they're um, in the tunnel. Yes. However, however, much, whether you believe you can or you can't, you're right. And I was like, mmm. Mm. Oh, and there was another one where Geronicus told his granddaughter 
that if you if you see something that everyone else doesn't see, don't stop believing that you see it or something like that. Yeah, there was a couple that I was like, Ooh, and I was like, mm, we should no. look for that. We didn't have to do that. Yeah. You might want to get medicated if that's the case. Not necessarily medicated, but I, you know, I want my kids to let me know if you see something yeah, that I can't something. see. Just if let you, me know. If you see something, say something. Tell, if you see something, say something. That that works in all situations. <laughs> One of my favorite lines is when he, okay, hurry back, slow as you want. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was fantastic. Yeah. But overall, I would greatly. And I would highly suggest yes. this movie, particularly for families. Your kids will enjoy it. You're enjo- you'll enjoy it. Mm-hmm. It'll be a fun time. It will be. Yeah, it's it's very worth it. Yes, we're just no. We give our our we give you the full take. <laughs> give you the full take. <laughs> we do. But, but we really enjoyed the movie. Um, get the soundtrack. Yeah, it's great music. Oh my the, here's my other my, okay. One more thing. It's barely a Christmas movie. Really? It's barely a Christmas movie. It's only a Christmas movie because it appears she's reading the story at Christmas and the movie ends on Christmas Day. But other than that, there's no But real... that's all you need. No, there has to be some but holiday what else? tie-in. What yeah, else? No, you know. You know. Not so then what, what, what is it? It's a winter movie? It's gotta be <laughs> It's gotta be centered around some kind of family gathering or something like that. It just, was. It wasn't. No. Journey and her... Yeah pseudo great grandkids you take, you take the christmas part out of it and there's no it doesn't change the movie it, yeah okay i'll it's, give you that this, this could have been around easter this could have been our martin luther king day it could have been anything well good now we can watch it on all them days too <laughs> <laughs> so thank you talbert for making You're welcome. it <laughs> make thank, it general. thank you david talbert we will still only watch it on christmas um <laughs> so yeah we've talked about this movie obviously a lot. Uh, but we'd love to hear what you guys have to say about it. Yes. So use the hashtag at nope, I always do that. Mm-hmm. Hashtag talk about it, <laughs> P-O-D um, on Twitter. We want to hear what you think about the movie, what you liked, what you didn't like. And we'd love to have that conversation with you. The conversation Absolutely. starts here, but it continues out there in the world. Mm. Um, <laughs> so we're going to continue our movie conversation by talking about our favorite holiday movie or movies. Um, see how how deep we get into this. Um, so we both have two very different <laughs> movies <laughs> that are probably our favorite. Mm-hmm. Micah, let let the people know what your favorite holiday movie is. Um, The Grinch, particularly with Jim Carrey as the Grinch, the Christmas horror movie. I'm not even going to dignify that with a response, <laughs> <laughs> y'all. Okay, I love this movie so much. That regardless of what time of year it is, if mm. I'm having a bad day, I'm throwing on some Grinch. It's true. Okay. I can confirm that. The story is solid, right? You have you have a young a young boy who all he wanted, all he wanted, which is all everyone wants, is to be loved, and his whole community rejected him. So what did he do? He climbed up in the mountains and said, Well, fine then. I don't need none of y'all. And he grew up into this green, broken, mm. sad and lonely, evil. angry. Evil. No, he's not evil. He's angry and he's hurt. Okay. And he has a dog named Max who is faithful to him through everything. And he gets triggered, y'all. This was a trauma trigger for him. He sees this big old tree coming up in Whoville. And he was like, you know what? 
I remember how they treated me. I'm about to steal all their Christmases. But who, who came and offered some redemption to him? Cindy Lou Who. Mm. She saw him as someone who needed to be loved and needed to be welcomed. And that's what, that's what she did. Mm. Okay. So this is a story that everybody can resonate with. Okay. It's got solid music. Mm-hmm. Where are you Christmas? I mean, mm. come on. Like, that's a classic. <laughs> I wish y'all could see Malcolm's face right now. <laughs> Okay, I realize the Grinch is an acquired taste, but I absolutely love the movie, and I may go watch it tomorrow. So you may watch it tonight. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right. Um, I am not a huge fan of the Grinch. I, I honestly do not care, but the fact that Michael loves it so much makes me want to like take a hard stance against it. But I really yes, don't. It does. I really don't have a hard stance. I don't like the Jim Carrey version of the movie. Oh my goodness, he is scary to me. That is not for kids. <laughs> I feel like kids saw that and things were like, oh my God. Like, I don't, that, that doesn't look enjoyable. To, and I'm not a Jim Carrey fan, so. Yeah, whatever. Um, my favorite Christmas movie, it's it's a sappy, old Christmas mm. movie that was always on Thanksgiving after, around dinner time. This movie is always on, usually on NBC. Um, and it's a wonderful life. It's, it's one of those old-time classics mm. um it's corny i know mm. it's it's old it's black and white it's all of those things but i still love watching it i still love watching it and it's frustrating to watch him lose the money at the bank and then lose everything and then Mercy. feel like and then feel like he doesn't want to be alive anymore and then he has to walk through his life and experience all of the what life would be like without him and then that reminds him to live life to the fullest and come back and be present with his family and everything is fine for Christmas in time for Christmas <laughs> just in time just in time for Christmas <laughs> um so that's one of my favorite now a holiday staple that I am sad that is not a part of our collective tradition is is the preacher's wife mm, you're gonna do that um, right now yeah we're gonna that's, ahead, that's yeah, what you're gonna do it. we're gonna talk about it um, the podcast is called Let's Talk About It. We're going to talk about it. I I just have a... I, it's just one of those movies. The music is amazing. Yeah, I'll give you that. It's Denzel. It's Whitney. It's Jennifer Lewis. It's little kids saying little kid things. Like, it's great. Gregory Hine. Like, how could you not love this movie? Because adultery. That's okay, why. Yes, so... <laughs> The problematic thing in the movie is obviously... The blaringly problematic. Y'all. It's, it's problematic, yes. The first time I saw this movie, I looked around the room, and I was just trying to make sure I was watching the same thing. Because... <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. I... I I'm happy that you enjoyed. No, so I want to. I want to talk more about the problematic. Keep keep going. I mean, first off, I don't even remember what is the husband's name. I'm gonna just call Whitney Whitney. Whitney is Whitney. Mm-hmm. What is the? You the just call him the Reverend. He's the Reverend. Just Rev. Reverend. Mm-hmm. So played by Courtney B. Vance, who is Angela Bassett's husband. Continue. <laughs> you could just go mix movies. He's like also this. in um, Lovecraft Country, which we reviewed in our previous episode. So <gasps> listen to that. You know what? I'm just now making that connection. Yes, you are. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So, here's what I don't appreciate. Because we were all bamboozled to root for Denzel to steal this man's wife. He had a whole wife that he decided to let go off dancing with Denzel. Yeah. That's the real crime right there. (laughs) 
is no. that no the crime is that he sent Denzel on a date with his wife you sent Denzel Washington a man that looks and acts like Denzel no. Washington on a date with your wife no don't blame the victim Denzel shouldn't have known he should have known he better. shouldn't have paid attention to his wife he was scheming Denzel you gonna drop from the sky the, the whole movie Whitney is begging for his attention his son is begging for his attention. What does he do? Oh, go ahead, Dudley. Why don't you go take out my beautiful wife to a jazz club? Because I'm too busy doing God knows what. <laughs> Sitting here wallowing in my own sadness. Okay, no, that's not. My no, life is in shambles. That's not fair. He was. He was. He was the community's pastor. Right. He wasn't just sitting at home that's twiddling true. his That thumbs. is true. But he was having an existential crisis. Reason for Denzel not to be coming down scheming. That's when you need to go out with your wife. You don't need to be sending her off somewhere. There you go, folks. Your existential crisis is about to get worse. If you're having an existential crisis, get closer to your spouse. That is that is our advice. That is my free marriage advice of the day, (laughs) which is actually really good advice. (laughs) But all of that to say. I don't appreciate being hoodwinked into root, and you can't help but to root for you Denzel. Can't. I mean, Denzel. So their I babies would be amazing. They would be. They would be. I can't disagree with they you. They would there. be high singing, great acting, great acting, great looking, just the whole package. It wasn't fair. Finger pointing. It was not fair, you know. And so I, I don't appreciate being manipulated that way. And I, I take a stand. I, I take understand. a stand against this. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I still don't understand why Courtney B. Vance treated him that way. I also want to know what denomination their church was because he thought the denomination sent somebody to help him. So, what denomination are they supposed to be? Wouldn't that be AME? Maybe. That feels Do we know AME. what the name of the church is? No, I don't. I don't remember. Okay, in my defense, y'all, let me bring in this disclaimer. I never watched this movie as a child, mm. so I don't. I don't really. So many questions have. Yeah, Denzel shows up, and, he, and they just assume he was sent from the denomination. I was like, oh, so y'all just get help like that, huh? That would be nice. That would be nice <laughs> if it, if it all worked mm. that way. Yeah. But it's one of those. And then, the, the, of course, I mean, the, the soundtrack is just it's solid. It's just I can't argue so with you there. It's it's prime just Whitney at her best. We get we get her singing jazz stuff. We get her singing gospel. It's great. Lionel Richie does a cameo and plays piano. It's great. <laughs> Gregory except, Hines, except for the problematic messages. And by the way, this is this is like Jennifer Lewis, like at her best. That's true. In this movie, yeah. Wow. <laughs> she is great in this movie. <laughs> It's just it's so great. It's also it's there's some, some sad moments when the water heater goes out of the church. Yikes. When a little kid when the the kid gets arrested and has to spend time in, in jail around Christmas. It's like, man. But it's one of those it's one of those movies that is just a part of it's part of Christmas. Yeah. And it's the I remember growing up, it's the one movie that my grandmother had on Aww. on uh I believe it was VHS tape. It was it, the it one had to movie. Be VHS. <laughs> So you go to her house and you want to watch a movie. It was a preacher's that wife, was it? or not? And then the next movie after that was um, Steve Harvey's um, "Don't Trip." Yo, she y'all when she saw it for the first time, <laughs> she. I wish I could bottle up. The I have joy. never. I have never seen my grandmother laugh like that in in her life, in my life, in anyone's life. She's got good taste. She is just just tears. <laughs> It's, it's a so, solid production. We got though. that movie. We got she had two movies, Preacher's Wife and Steve Harvey Don't Trip. I mean, I think that's a solid diet. It's an interesting diet. I'll tell you that right now. 
Um, any other Christmas movies in here? Nope. You don't like Back Neighbor for Christmas? Mm, I think I've it's grown barely out of a, it. It is barely a Christmas movie. Yeah, it's kind of a Halloween. A Halloween, Thanksgiving, yeah. Christmas amalgamation. Nope, it's just The Grinch for me. Oh, I, uh, I'll say a movie I don't like. It's a Christmas story. I can't watch it. Why? I just don't like it. It's I don't know why that's the movie they decided it needs to be on all day on Christmas Day. Oh wait, did I call that the wrong thing? Earlier? No, no. There's, there's. You said a Christmas Carol earlier, right? A Christmas Story is different. It's a little boy that gets his tongue stuck on the pole. <gasps> yeah. Oh. And that's on usually all day on TBS on Christmas Day. I don't know why. Why can't it be Home Alone? I would love if it was Home, home Alone. Yeah, home we could alone watch that all day. Yeah. Um, I don't uh, think I've ever seen a Christmas Story. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. I I don't. I don't really remember. We didn't watch like a bunch of Christmas movies mm. growing up. And I don't really remember why. Like it wasn't a bad thing. Like my mom didn't have some vendetta against <laughs> Christmas movies. It just wasn't a part of my childhood. Yep. So, but now I have the Grinch. So oh, and that, remember the new Christmas Carol that FX did was pretty good too. <gasps> oh, that one was good. Who played the, um, um it was, um, oh gosh, Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer played um, played Scrooge. He did. Yeah, yeah that that was good. Yeah, yeah. so definitely recommend that one. So yeah, that's our um, super our super definitive Christmas movie list. <laughs> we don't watch a lot. I mean, um, Elf is one that we watch pretty often. Or I guess a couple times or yeah. once, whatever. Um, <laughs> that, that changed yeah, thanks dramatically. For, thanks for not riding with me on that. <laughs> Sorry. I had to, I had to backtrack myself <laughs> out the door. Um, do you have any favorite Christmas episodes of television shows? So here's the issue with that question. I don't pay good enough attention while mm. I'm watching TV to notice. I got you. I wish I had an answer for you, but I don't. Mm. But I think you have an answer. Would you like to share with the people? Uh, the you? Office Christmas episodes are amazing. They're great. <laughs> um, I don't think they've missed some of the. Fr- I like some of the Fresh Prince Christmas episodes. A couple of them that are really good. Um, those are the two that come to my mind hmm. off the top of my head. We'll have to go back and watch those. Yes, as, that might be another Christmas podcast. Approaches. That might be another, another, uh, another episode. Another episode. Um, <laughs> so. Michael, what did we talk about today? Really, we talked about Christmas movies. Yeah. If we, if we were to surmise all that we talked about. Yeah, we talked about the newest addition to black Christmas movie um, cinematic. <laughs> Incomplete sentences. <laughs> Jingle Jangle. Mm-hmm. So we started off with that. And, you know, in some, go watch it. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. And then we pivoted to talking about some of our favorite <clears throat> Christmas movies, which... Include The Preacher's Wife, mm-hmm. um, and for me, The Grinch. It's a Wonderful Life. And, oh, yeah. that's right. It's a Wonderful Life. And so, there you have it. There's we even like talked a, about some of the problematic things from um, Preacher's Wife. We did, which I, I thought was very important. Yes, it is. It's important to address those things. You can't just <laughs> let them just float around. Have, you can't leave them unsaid. Have kids thinking, oh, if it's an angel, it's fine if it's if they adulterate. Yikes. Yeah. Yikes. So, so, as always, y'all. We would love to hear you continue these conversations. So head to Twitter, hashtag TalkAboutItPod, and you can find me at Spoken Worship and Malcolm at Malcolm, Malcolm M. M. Music. Music. I've got a new profile picture, finally, after all this nice. time. Nice. 
I'm kind of proud of that. It took time. <laughs> I don't know why I just didn't do it. I've just been looking at this terribly old uh, profile picture. No, it's terribly old. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, but that's it for this episode, guys. Thank you for sticking with us on this holiday themed episode. Will you get another one before Christmas? Who knows? We'll find, <laughs> we'll out, find together. out together. <laughs> <laughs> but um, my name's Malcolm. And my name's Micah. And this has been Let's Talk About It. And we look forward to talking to you guys a little later. Thank you.